Hi, welcome to the LS Fables podcast. I'm Liv. And I'm Sterling. And we're going to answer one of your questions about writing our books or the indie author process. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at LS Fables or here on Spotify. If you want more writing tips and tricks or information on our latest releases, join our newsletter at ellisfables.com. Today, we're going to continue our mini-series on character work and talk about side characters, the NPCs of your novel. I had a lot of fun with that title um, because I think it's, it's accurate. Uh, an NPC in video games is a non-player character. They're the characters who heads, whose heads you're not inside, whose eyes you're not seeing through. But that doesn't mean they're not effective. Or important. Or important. For example, um, my absolute favorite video game of all time is Horizon Zero Dawn. And over the course of the beginning of the first game... Oh, is this a spoiler? I'm not going to spoil it. And it's at the very beginning. It's like 3% of a very big story. So you're going to spoil the whole thing? Yeah, basically. Um, there's a character, and the main character's name is Aloy, and you encounter her adopted father, Rost. So even though he's he's a relatively small portion of the game, he's a character whose face, whose head you don't see inside of, he's vitally important to the main character, and... I personally formed an emotional attachment to him mm. because of the way he was written. Mm-hmm. And I think that all comes down to giving your side characters depth, agency, and emotion. Yes. Um, so basically, any side character is a character who's not POV, mm-hmm. meaning point of view. So, uh, a good example that maybe everybody would know about would be in Lord of the Rings. Frodo is a POV character. Sam is not. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sam is extremely important. Yes. He's Frodo's buddy. He's his anchor. He saves his butt more than a couple times. He's also the um, heart of the group, so to speak. Yeah. Um, So, even though we're learning about Frodo and his feelings... It's really Sam. It's not really. It's Sam is really, really important. Mm-hmm. So the way you create side characters that feel important are to give them depth. And I think the way you achieve this um, is to give them a backstory of their own. That you may or may not reveal over the course of the novel or series. And you don't have to reveal much. In Sam's case, Samwise Gamgee, um, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, I'm more familiar with it than the book, mm-hmm. you see Frodo push Sam into dancing with Rosie, who is the girl who works for the, the tavern. So he... Um, he has a crush on He her. has a crush on this girl. And then later, either uh, Mary or Pippin, like, gives, is talking 
too sweet to... Um, they're to, hitting on her. Or they're hitting on her. In a hobbit way. In a hobbit way. <laughs> they're hitting on her in a hobbit way. And... I get hit on that way all the time. You just get hit on all the time. I can't help it. <laughs> anyway, but you see Sam deliver this line and he's like, be careful who you're talking sweet to or something like that. So you, you get this this feeling that this character has a life beyond the story. Mm -hmm. They don't just, like, disappear once they're not on screen or on the page. Yes. Um, Though the main point has nothing to do with Sam and Rose. Knowing that Sam has that connection and has desires outside of the the storyline in which he gets roped into a... Quest. quest with Frodo for <laughs> eavesdropping, then it gives him more of more depth than just this name on a page or face on a screen that happens to be going along. And it's pretty easy to do this. You just have your main character encounter uh, side characters doing something else. Have side characters mention wanting something else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the Horizon example, uh, you see Rost at the beginning when he's taking Aloy, he's adopting Aloy. And um, you don't know a lot about this character, but you know that he gave up his place in the tribe, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, because. Her, her birth was strange, so they were both outcast. And she didn't have a parent, so he gave up his place in the tribe to raise this chick. So that, you... What, she, like, jump out of the ground? <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> Alright, whatever, go ahead. Uh, was this, like, Jesus? No, um, she was... It's a big spoiler, but basically she was the clone created by a ultra-smart AI to save the world. So she's a computer? No, she's not a computer. She's a human. She was just raised from like an embryo, from DNA. So she's like a Borg? No, she's all human. Borgs are human. Okay, we are totally, we're way off now. Borgs are people too. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Side characters. Maybe I can, maybe I can segue that to the Borg. I don't know. Let's see. She's not really a side character, but in Voyager, uh, there is a character named Seven of Nine, who is a reformed Borg. But she ends up getting a POV, so I don't know if it counts. I don't think so. But uh, initially, she was a side character, but you still cared about her, only she was the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before she got roped into being a a character, like a main character in the show, you did see her as a side character. So I am successfully tying this together. Okay. Anyway, um, the other thing that so you give your char- your side characters depth by giving them existence outside the main plot. Oh, that that totally reminded me of what I actually was going to say. Um, so I'm listening to an audio book. Um, it's the second to the small lonely planet thing. Mm. It's like a close and common orbit or something like that. Becky Cham- Becky Chambers. Yeah. yeah, and it's really good. So there's a side character in this uh, audiobook or book. Uh, his name is Blue. 
I'm fairly certain he's not going to be a POV character, but he is a very close character to a POV character. And what makes him very real for me is that um, Blue has a speech impediment, and he the, is, speaks consistently that way, and he has a backstory that is slowly being revealed a little bit, and his behavior is reflective of it. He's a kind of nervous guy, and he kind of has a bad backstory, and he's kind of very thoughtful and very careful, and that makes sense because of his backstory. But he's really likable because he feels real. He's not just like, hey, you there, are you buying a drink or not? Like, he has a speech impediment, he has a speech pattern, he's very thoughtful, he's trying to help the main character. And so, um, like, he has a backstory, but also he has details that make him real. So maybe depth is both backstory and detail. Mm-hmm. And it's detail outside of this is just a stock character. This is just... This is not a mannequin. This is not a mannequin. This is not every tavern owner Yeah. in every fantasy novel ever. Right. This like, is grisly, kind of grouchy, or really cheerful and overly chatty. Yeah. It's somebody with that's a whole human... Despite the fact that you only encounter them for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Or a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Side characters can be your your character's best bud, but they are not POV. Uh, your, your experience of them is limited in some way. Mm-hmm. So they feel human despite that limitation. Mm-hmm. So detail and story give them depth. The next thing that makes them real is agency. They make decisions. They have an agent who gets them on the show. They have choices. (laughs) They have, and they make decisions that affect the plot. Mm. For instance, let's circle back to Sam and Frodo since they're so famous. Okay. Um, Sam chose to eavesdrop, which is also telling of his character. He's a bit nosy Mm -hmm. um, and a little bit bored. Yeah. And because he eavesdrops, he gets roped into the going on the quest with Frodo. Uh, and then when he is on the quest with Frodo, there's a point where Frodo seems to think that he's better off if he just goes it alone. Mm-hmm. And I believe somehow Frodo falls in the river or something. He's in some kind of body of water and drowning. Yeah. And because Sam refused to... No, no. Frodo doesn't go in the river. Sam... Frodo goes on the boat. Frodo's like, leave me. I'm going to do this on my own, even though this is literally impossible. And Sam's like, oh, you're not going without me. And he has his, like, big backpack on with his, like, pots and pans and stuff like that. And he's, like, sloshing into the water. And Frodo's like, Sam, you don't know how to swim. And he's like, I'm not letting you go by yourself. And Frodo's like, I'm doing it anyway. And Sam's like, the... well, he doesn't, he says it in a hobbit way. But he's like, no, you're not. I would have cursed. And then Sam goes down. He goes under. And you're like, oh, not Sam. And then Frodo has to pull him out and save him. And then Sam's like, I'm never leaving you. And it's a really great moment. But Sam chose to go dashing into the water to save or to be with Frodo, even though he doesn't know how to swim. Yes. So he made those decisions. Yes. Frodo didn't make him do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fantastic example. But real people are faced with decisions all the time. And their decisions affect those around them. So if the only person making decisions and affecting the world is the main character, then the side characters are going to feel like fake people. 
or ch- or childlike, but even children make decisions and affect their parents mm-hmm. and other children and the, the people around them, the people they encounter, the person they're screaming at, who screaming in the grocery store aisle, it's like they're not with them, but they're having to hear them scream about the candy. Yeah. <laughs> so. That brings us to, I think, the last thing that really makes a side character feel real is feeling. And this can be like a misnomer or something, but the side characters, if they have emotional responses based off their own backstory and and details and the choices they've made, then they will feel more real than if they react a certain way for the course of the story. Does that make sense? Yes. But the example I'm thinking of, I don't want to reference. Okay, that's fine. Um, I can use my example without referencing names. Okay, that sounds good. Um, a character often has felt really left out. Um, they're not as cool as the main character. So the side character is often just overlooked, not as cool, not as smart, not as athletic, whatever. Typical kind of In this goofy sidekick vibe. And so later as the story goes on... That lack of feeling equal turns into a pretty serious jealousy that ultimately leads them to abandoning the main character during a really serious time in the plot Mm -hmm. because they're just fed up, absolutely fed up with not being seen and not being part of, not being, not mattering. Yeah. Who cares about blank when blank is around? Yeah. So that's definitely something pretty significant I think that anytime a you have a character that's having an argument with a side character then put yourself in the side character's shoes too so their arguments feel and their anger feel realistic Mm -hmm. too so yeah well a a basic one would be like a germaphobe versus a slob yeah (laughs) like yeah both the germaphobe the germaphobe and the slob should have reasonable arguments based on their feeling and backstory. Yeah, they shouldn't just be like, you're gross, well, you're stupid, you're too controlling. It's like, you're going to make us all sick if you keep not washing your hands, this is disgusting, we're going to get cholera and die. And then the slob should be like, why are you being so controlling, you're not my father. I don't want to spend my whole life acting like you are. Yeah, it's like, well, geez, what freaking landmine did we just step on? This is probably not actually about hand washing. This is probably about somebody losing somebody to cholera and the other person having a very controlling authority figure in their life. <laughs> yeah, but um, that kind of those kind of details and that kind of authentic response makes people feel, makes side characters feel more real. Mm-hmm. And you want real side characters because your main character shouldn't have to carry everything. Yeah. Your readers deserve it. Your readers deserve it. Also, it adds to the verisimilitude of your story. Uh, Real life is full of people. And uh, your book should be too. Yeah. Well, guys or gals or people of various... Gender identities. Well, I was going to say creaturehood. <laughs> Various stages of creatureness. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or at Instagram at LS Fables, 
or join our newsletter and or join our newsletter. You don't have to do just one. You could do both <laughs> at alicefables.com. Thanks for listening.